It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's a CHGO Cubs podcast. It is February 19th. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo, and don't forget our CHGO Cubs spring training coverage brought to you by, drum roll please, Blue Moon. Visit bluemoonbrewingcompany.com to find the Blue Moon nearest you. We got a new sponsor, baby. Oh, yeah. That's the good news. Huh? We start Welcome the show off to Blue with the Moons. There's a lot of bad news from today, but this is the good news. What a way to start the show. Blue Moon just kind of fits Cubs a little bit, right? You win a World Series once in a Blue Moon? You, uh, no, not like that. <laughs> More like Blue Moon Beer Bats brought to you by Cody Del Mendo. Mm. Think about it. Think about it. Sources say. I'm drinking a lot of Blue Moon. I don't know what's going on, the riffraff that's going on behind us, but we got a lot of goofiness going on over here. By the way, if going Cody, on over there. If, if Cody can do a – Cody, what was your record with the, the with your beer bat? Uh, like nine nine seconds last season. Oh, Blue Moon, smooth be, six. Yeah, I was gonna say, like smooth you, six. You should be able to beat it. I'll be I'll, I'll be really impressed. I think I think you got it. Right here, Blue Moon. Yeah. All right, I, Belgian white, Belgian I, uh, style, weed ale, beautiful. I appreciate Welcome. your boat of confidence, Friend, Ryan. Partner, very big companion. Very big of you, Ryan. Sponsor. Yeah, credit, credit to me. Credit to you. Credit to you. <laughs> I always like the Belgians. Yeah. Oh yeah. But my favorite, my favorite time to drink a Blue Moon is actually at B Dubs. Go watch the entire football slate, or you know, in the summer, go watch the entire baseball slate. Watch the Cubs game. Get like twelve wings, with a nice blue moon. Mm, it hits different. Millennials know. My favorite time. My favorite time to drink a blue moon is anytime. Well, oh too. yeah. Well, I had to speak. I had to speak of one particular <laughs> scenario. All right. Infinity. But and yeah, I mean, I could go home. I'll go home tonight. I'll have a blue moon. Yeah. I'll wake up tomorrow morning. Have a blue moon. There you go. Five o'clock somewhere. Once every twenty-eight. Once every twenty-eight brother. days. Blue moon. Yeah. There you go. Uh, hey, we got a lot, we have a ton to talk about today. I don't I don't want to get lost in our blue moon excitement, although that is super exciting. It is exciting. But we uh, Tom Ricketts talked today in Arizona. Ryan's got that for us. We find out more about Morell over the weekend. We, Ryan's got that for us. Uh, Bellinger update from Ricketts. Ryan's got that for us, and we're piling up more diehards. Seventy two new diehards already this month. Richard Cody. We're not sure. We can't say the last name. All I can tell you is the first name's Cody, and it's not this guy sitting next it, to me. It's the year of the Cody's. I can just tell you that some guy named Cody 
is now a diehard. Credit Howard, Brendan, Riley, and I'm going to say... It's Riley. Riley as well, just yeah. spelled differently. Yeah, I believe that's what it is. Yeah. R-E-I-L-L-Y. Brendan... Shout out to all the new diehards. Thanks for jumping on board. Brendan might... Um, we can confirm is not our Brendan, mm-hmm. but, you know... It's not. It's a different one. And by the way, Ryan is in charge of the Cubs newsletter, right? Yes. Sign up. Make sure you uh, yeah. sign up to get Ryan's newsletter so you're not missing anything. Oh, yeah, we had a new one today, and, it, you know, uh, so I asked, coming into last week, right, three big questions on my mind to start pitchers and catchers. Everyone's here now. Three more questions. What what else is still on my mind for this Cubs team right now? And, I mean, I'm a little biased, but, like, I thought it was pretty good. So I, if I wasn't me, I would subscribe for sure. Make sure you subscribe. Get the diehard membership. You could, Very you, important. You can get your newsletter for free right now, though, right, again? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's pretty. It's, it's just signing all, up. So, so your anyone inbox. that's interested, any, anyone that's interested, go ahead and look. And, and, and if you're interested, definitely subscribe to, to the newsletter. It's, it's, it is free right now. So uh, it won't always be, though. It won't always be. Right. Well, check it out. And then but get really in on the like free it, level. Maybe it'll incentivize you to get a diehard membership eventually. Yeah, you get the card, the free shirt, all of that. Uh, by the way, Joseph Kent with our first Super Chat today. Didn't Boris talk today as well? Oh, yeah, he always talks. When is Boris not talking? Uh, and by the, you, can, you would have known some of this if you were already following CHGO underscore Cubs on Twitter. Credit to Cody, who does it most of the time. Credit, oh, yeah. Right? Sorry, I, I was reading the chat. I missed exactly what you said. I said it, you would know a lot of this stuff already if you were following CHGO underscore you Cubs would, on Twitter. You which you should follow because I was listening to CHGO Bears coming into the studio today, and they, they started their show with this goal that they have, and their goal is to get to 40,000 followers before the draft. And the one thing that I've been able to walk around this office for the last two years and say is that CHGO Cubs has been leading the pack in terms of number of followers on Twitter we have to, we have to stay with that because right now stay we, ahead have, of the Bears. we have 38,300 plus people following us on Twitter. We have mm-hmm. to stay ahead, ahead of the Bears. We have to have something, all right? And we want to be humble about it. Listen, Somewhat. Yes. We know we know that if the Bears catch us, there's going to be a lot of bragging. How do we know? The guy's last name is Braggs. Yes, exactly. Okay? Yes. So, but if you our follow, middle name is humble over here exactly. on Cubs. So if you don't follow us on Twitter, please go to Twitter and follow us. Hell, create fifty new accounts and that's follow right. all. Take use all of them to follow CHGO Cubs. That's what that's what I'm asking. So, uh, but credit to everyone who already does follow us. You all make this whole thing go. So, uh, Chris with a super chat four ninety nine saying Morel playing third. Morel playing third. Morel playing third. Morel playing third. L F G. Yeah, I know excited. what it stands for. Uh, <laughs> Someone's excited. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a second. But first. Let's get to the soundbite that Ryan got. He was front and center with his camera phone right there. Center cut, middle piece right there. Best spot. Nose to nose with Tom Ricketts, and this is what Ricketts had to say about Cody Bellinger. With respect to Bellinger, like I'm, I'm like everyone else. We're just waiting. You know, we're waiting for um, whenever, uh, whenever he and his agent are going to engage. And, uh, you know, it could be – could be any time now, or it could be a few weeks. We'll just see where it goes. I mean, there has been you know, some discussions, but just it hasn't become a negotiation yet. So, and until they're you know ready to really negotiate, then there's not much we can do. And I, and I don't think, um, and I don't tell Jed what to do, and I don't. But uh, but I I also imagine like 
you just have to wait for when it gets serious before you start talking about like you know what the end of money amounts are but um, so we'll just see where it goes all right so question number one is very important question number two is important to Cubs fans number one is how did you get Bruce Levine out of the way and the center cut shot? And number because Bruce likes to be, I know Bruce likes the silver hair. The silver fox likes to get in everybody's shot. He was shoved off to the side. Ryan was right in the middle. Credit to him. Credit to him. And this, the follow-up is, what did you make of those comments? Well, no, Bruce, Bruce took his spot. He was right next to Tom, actually. So uh, I didn't, I didn't have to do much pushing. Um, you know, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce got a little bit closer than I did, but, uh, as far as my takeaways from the comments, it's kind of what we've all, you know, talked about, right? Like the, the Cubs have their number, Boris and Bellinger have their number, and unless, unless you know, unless someone's willing to go up, they're going to have to meet in the middle somewhere. So it, it, what it feels like right now still is that, you know, neither side is kind of budging from what their ask is. And, you know, that's something that, again, from for me – hearing Tom Ricketts talk about it, it was just kind of confirming that, you know, Scott Boris is, is like, again, they're just far apart. Scott Boris's ask is just higher than what the Cubs want to give Cody Bellinger, whether that's in years or dollars, we don't know. Um, and at that point, it's like, it's not really negotiations right now. If neither side is, is ready to come off their, their, uh, you know, their ask or their valuation, whatever it is. So um, again, for me, that's where it kind of confirms it because he talks about there's been discussions, right? Like here's our valuation, here's their valuation. Um, okay, there you go. When either side is ready to, you know, when Jed is ready to come up a little bit or when Scott Boris is ready to come down a little bit and that's when the negotiations start, that's when you start to see, you know, more of the meet in the middle type thing that we've talked about this off season. That, that's what they're going to have to do. Uh, and if that doesn't happen, then I, I would say right now, if, if neither, obviously if neither side is going to come off their ass, I don't think the Cubs get Cody Bellinger, but if either side is willing to meet more in the middle on either side, then I think the Cubs do still have that chance. So yeah, that, that from Tom's comments, it's just still at the stage where neither side is really budget. Uh, Jesse Rogers uh, followed up with Boris this afternoon, by the way, and he was like, uh, Ricketts has said, I don't, I don't talk to Scott. One of his signature moves is to go talk to the owner. And basically Boris fired back and was like, I don't know what he's talking about. That's a signature move of the owner to show that you're interested so I can go back to my client and tell them how much they want you. And by the way, last year you were totally involved when you wanted Cody Bellinger to come. So I don't know what, exactly what Tom's talking about. Don't get too excited about this. Specifically, these two comments from the two go back forth. It's a negotiation. Mm -hmm. Tom says it's not. It is right here. They've started right here. It's a bickering negotiation back and forth. Yeah, I mean. You look back to Jed, too, last week, right? Like Jed's comments at the opening press conference, just same thing. It was um, maybe a little bit, like, not too revealing, but you read in between the lines, and it's kind of like it's, you know, it, it feels like a negotiating tactic trying to get trying to get back some leverage so I, I I do kind of feel the same way about these two go ahead Cody yeah I was just gonna say that you know the comments from Tom saying today that you know he like that Jed does his job and he doesn't get in the yeah. way of that basically saying he doesn't want to what what did he say uh, I don't want to under, he doesn't want to undermine yeah. the credibility of the GM like that's something that I've believed for a long time that that he does well like I I really 
do believe that the, you know, specifically this offseason, the reason that the offseason has gone the way that it has is mainly on Jed and Carter. Um, I And I still believe that even with, you know, Scott Boris firing back today, uh, because again, like you guys just confirmed or basically said, um, that it's at the end of the day, it all is just a negotiating process. It is a, you know, taking shots at each other to get leverage, whatever, whatever they want to perceive to the public. It's all very annoying and it's all very frustrating. And it honestly, to people like me on the outside, none of it makes sense. Uh, we are at, we are, we are, uh, what, three days before the first three or four days until the first spring training game. Mm-hmm. And, and the Cubs technically, according to like what we know at this point, still haven't offered a contract to Cody Bellinger because Scott Boris is trying to get him a contract that's believed to be over $200 million. I mean, this like, I don't know who to blame at this point other than like all three of these people, Tom, Jed, Carter, and, and Scott Boris. There's, there, there's blame on all sides. Like, this is bullshit, man. Like, I, I don't know what else to say anymore about it. Like, what people want to say Boris is ruining the game. People want to say that Jed and Carter and Tom are being cheap. I, I at this point, at when we're, it's almost March, oh, it's exhausting. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired, brother. Like that that's where I'm at. It, do I believe that Cody Bellinger is worth over $200 million? No, I do not. Is it my money? No. So from a fan standpoint, I understand why people be, like have that mm-hmm. that that idea. At the same time, the the Cubs don't believe that they don't believe that that he is and the thing is that makes them look smart in this is that no other team is willing to do this either. He would have already been off the market if he was. So exactly. maybe the Cubs are playing yeah. this right, and I believe that they are playing this right. But at the same time, it is very annoying and very frustrating. And it's day 142 of the Cody Bellinger free agency experience, guys. And I'm just, I got nothing for you, man. I'm just I'm just waiting. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because Luke, you asked that a few weeks ago, like, is Jed playing this whole thing right you know I, I, I on one of the shows you asked that a couple of weeks ago yeah. and like i think we sit here and honestly I, you know my opinion i think he is right because what cody said no other team has bit either or bit yeah has bit either right cody bellinger is still a free agent anyone else that the cubs may be targeting from scott boris still a free agent um so i think right now we're sitting here it's like yeah jet's probably playing this right now that can always change, right? That can change in two weeks when some team gives Cody Bellinger a $200-plus million contract, and then you're like, well, you know, they lost out on it, right? Like, that can shift. And then it can shift six years from now when we're like, oh, Cody Bellinger actually didn't live up to the value of the contract, right? Like, it's like that point of view can shift so often and, and so quickly, and, and it's, it's, it's a fluid situation, obviously, when you look at it. But I, I think if we're sitting here right now, like, yeah, the front office has played this right because they're obviously not the only team unwilling to go up to Scott Boris's asking price. I, clearly, no team is willing to go up to Scott Boris's asking price right now. So I, I would say they, they have played it right, but, but again, that can shift. Yeah. I, I think it's very clearly the Ricketts comment, the Boris reaction, it's a game of chicken, it's a game of negotiation, it's a back and forth. I still think he's the most likely if you had to say which team, I still think the Cubs are the most likely option. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, 
but I still think they're the, the most likely. It's all We know it's all about money, and I know some people are going to say Ricketts is cheap, and I understand. I totally understand what you're saying. I think these next quotes, you can if you want to read something into, into a comment or a soundbite, I'd spend more time on the next segment of this than I would on the Bellinger stuff. The Bellinger stuff is so clearly negotiation in its some form that I don't think you have to worry about it. Now, the next clip, he's basically talking about, hey, it's the beauty of baseball, talking about the Diamondbacks. You don't have to be the highest payroll or have the biggest stars. And Sarah has a clip that Ryan got where he's talking about the competitive balance tax and what type of money they want to spend. I'll tell you off the top, I still think this is negotiations right here, but I could see how you could read something else into it. Yeah, I don't get into that. And basically, they, the, the budget is determined, you know, as, as we, you know, boil out the expenses effectively. So it's not like we say, okay, now we're going to, you know, uh, you know, we're going to spend a bunch of go for it or championship window. We're trying to be consistent. I mean, the goal is to be one of the teams that is always trying to win the division. And, um, and every year has that opportunity. And, and so we tr- I try to look at the budget much more consistently than, you know, than let's just go for it one year. Give, what would it take to expand that? Well, effectively, um, more revenue. <laughs> like, I mean, we, you guys, you kind of forget, like, we, we're, we do have a lot of revenue, but we have we're about... We pay a lot in taxes. We pay, uh, you know, 20 million bucks a year keeping the ballpark together. We have a lot of expenses other teams don't, and um, so you know we're we're right there around CBT levels. It's kind of our natural natural place for us, and and uh, that should be enough to win our division and be consistent every year. A lot of other bills that other teams don't have. I think there's multiple. If if you want to play the game of read between the lines, sure. This, this is the soundbite where you can read between the lines. I think there's a little, little bit of, hey, careful if you're going to give Jerry Reinsdorf that free stadium, that free ballpark. I think there was a little bit of that mentioned in there, just a, just a taste of it. I think there was a little bit of, well, we spent a lot of money, okay. And, and yes, it does sound like he's, he wants to be more on the line than he wants to be the Mets or the Rangers or somebody else. I, I think that's accurate, although you could argue that it's just negotiating with Boris again. Yeah. All I can say is that it's just an incredibly bad look, uh, and it basically fuels, th- pours gasoline on the fire of fans who have been screaming for Tom to sell, to fire Jed, all these things. Um that's all I can say. But in my basically with where we're at and with everything that's came out related to Bellinger all offseason, I'm choosing that to believe that it's part of the Boris yeah, leverage I, and negotiation. I think that's the most likely. But again, I, I mean, I'm not telling people to believe what they want to believe, but don't tell me how to believe either, though. So uh, y'all can take that with what you will. But that's where I'm at. Yeah, Luke, it's kind of funny you mentioned the White Sox thing just because he, Tom was asked about that and he wouldn't comment on it. So, it's, yeah. so maybe if you if you can read that from there, that's kind of funny. But, um, no, I, I – so the, the original question that was posed is about, you know, adjusting the budget for championship windows. So knowing that, I can kind of see where you guys are coming from. It's like you don't want 
to put it out there like, yeah, we're in our championship window or we're getting into our contending window. The budget is going to be bigger. I, I could see it part of that as part of a negotiation tactic. Um, you know, so the second answer he gave, like no, no fans want to hear him talk about how much he has to pay in taxes and, and whatever. Yeah, right. But, but it is, I mean, in a way it's valid just because when you're looking at like, what do they have to pay every year based on, you know, all that kind of stuff. What do they have to pay every year? Is, is going to affect their budget. It's going to affect how much revenue they have and how much, you know, obviously what they can give the baseball operations department um, to use. Now, I don't know what their revenue is. We don't know what their budget is, obviously, and then they're never going to tell us. That's not publicly. That's not public information, and, and, and we're not going to know that, um, especially not year to year. Um, but one thing I will say, and, and Luke, you mentioned the Diamondbacks part that a lot of people are angry. I, I tweeted out a video also of him talking about the Diamondbacks run, and you know, a lot of people were angry about that, and I was kind of shocked um, because a lot of people were taking it as he – wants to be wants to run the organization like the diamondbacks a small market team doesn't mm -hmm. spend a lot of money relies you know whatever um that's not the way i took it i took it as the, the it, i took it in the greater context of you know they got in the playoffs and they went to the world series and if you i took it in the greater context of if you can just get into the into the playoffs every year you increase your chances of obviously doing something like the diamondbacks did because well, you know, whether it was the diamondbacks right there or the you know the phillies a couple of years ago teams that just get in and get hot can do it so um no i'm not i'm not saying that the cubs shouldn't be spending with the top of the uh, you know the top of the top spenders every year because they're the cubs they have even though if they won't tell us the revenue, they have the resources to do so. Um, it, but just knowing how they operate, it year to year, I don't know what the budget's going to look like. I, I don't. I don't think they're afraid of spending money. I do think they're a lot more um, maybe calculating is the right word, calculated about how they spend that money. And whether you like that or not, that's how they operate. I don't know. I, I look at it as again the whole grand scheme of things is the Cubs want to be in the playoffs every year obviously and, and but they're going to do it their way and again whether you like it or not it's tough they're not going to change their minds and so they got the, they got the right people in the organization to do that i don't know i i just i i look at those comments and again like no one wants to hear tom ricketts talk about how much he pays in taxes no one wants to hear that because whether you know however much they pay in taxes they have a lot more money coming in and a lot more money just in general um, so, uh, it, you know, feel, feel how you feel how you want to feel about it, because they, they do have the resources to spend like a bigger market team, spend like a big market team. Right. And I think the one thing I'll, I'll say to end this is when he talks about like being around the CBT being, you know, it should be enough to win our division every year, compete for the division every year. Um, as he said in that video, to me, I'm like CBT, I, I, I understand a year where it's, it's a down year, right? Like you're not winning games. The, the club is just not gelling, right? And you go below the CBT threshold, like mid-season to, to you know, get, uh, get below the tax or whatever. Like I can understand that part of it. But if you're the Cubs. Like you, like you absolutely should be able and willing to go past the CBT levels to compete for the division every year because no one else in your division has the kind of resources you do. Well, if Ricketts had said, if Tom had said that at Cubs convention, exactly the same way describing the Diamondbacks, this is why I thought the World Series was interesting. I said, you have both ways getting there. So 
I hope the Cubs aren't going to just take the Diamondbacks approach and say, well, look, you can you can spend in the middle and you can get there and you can get just as easily the World Series. Yes, the team that won it spent like crazy two years in a row. So just as easily as you can say the Diamondbacks get there, you can say, yeah, and they lost to the Rangers who spent the big bucks. Yeah. So spending isn't necessarily a bad thing. I still fully believe that we'll know we'll know when the season starts how he really feels about it. That that's the, that's the answer. Like the proof will be in the pudding at the end of it. Yeah. Right now it can easily just be a negotiation. Jim Lullo had a comment above this one uh, that I thought was kind of funny. He was saying, "Ricketts not making the playoffs is disappointing. Cubs roster we're worse than last year. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how it feels right now. That's that's the reality of what's going on." Um, so that that's one thing. Fernando now has a super chat. Our guy Fernando Rodriguez says, dollar uh, ninety nine. Don't need belly. They can go elsewhere. F it. That's just a sign of someone being very frustrated, and I get it. But I don't agree. I, I don't. I don't know how any like. And that that's I guess where, it depends that's where, where we're at. Like that's where we're at in the off season when you look on social media and stuff. Like we're at a point where people are starting to talk themselves out of Bellinger just because this this negotiation has gone on as long as it has. And like, dude, I'm it's if Bellinger goes somewhere, it's not going to, this team just isn't going to be it without Bellinger, man. And unless they prove me otherwise, it just isn't. I, I, I don't see it. I know. I understand the projection system still have them at like 80, 81 wins without him. But like, Oh man, I, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. So I'm 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 getting reports that the chat wants the Cubs to sign Selena Gomez. Uh, I'm all for <laughs> it. I'm all for it. Uh, all right, I let's just, move on to let's move on to another topic because we could spend seven podcasts in a row talking about whether or not the Cubs are cheap, whether or not they're going to get Bellinger. We'll do it again tomorrow. Can't wait. Probably. How about the news over the weekend, Ryan, that you sent out uh, Craig Council talking about third base? Obvious. First of all, obvious need, first base, third base. We still don't know the answer. One of the reasons we think Bellinger would be great, a great fit on the team is he's spectacular over at first base if you want to shift him because Pete Crow Armstrong has pushed his way into the major league roster. He can't play third. So the answer is still out on third. Some people say it's Shaw. Some people say it's Wisdom. Some people think, uh, some, I, don't, I don't want to give names, Corey. Some people say it's Madrigal. <laughs> You're just putting words in Corey's mouth. Uh, <laughs> however, some believe Christopher Morrell can get it done. He has not shown us he can play it yet, and I keep saying, yeah. get him on that Madrigal program. Now it sounds like the Cubs skipper, who was adamant about it when we were in Nashville, it's our job to find a place for him to play. Mm-hmm. His bat has shown us he needs to play every day. It's our job to make sure he's got a spot. It sounds like this spring – as it should be, he will get a lot of play at third base, Christopher Morrell. Correct, Ryan? Yeah, that's that's pretty much the message that Craig Council gave us over the weekend that, you know, at least to start spring, um, it seems like they're going to let Morrell just focus at third base, dedicate his time to third base. Um, you know, uh, you, you talk about it. They could have done that a year ago, right? They could have done that with, with Madrigal, and I, I can have, definitely see that argument. Um but now that they're doing it now, I think it's the right move because we're a year later and that spot is still open. That spot is still up for grabs. Um, the, the group of players that are you know candidates to be the opening day third baseman, 
none of them have taken hold of that position in the last year. So I, I agree with this, and, and I agree with Council, just allowing him to focus on third base to start spring training. And, um, you know, I I have no idea if it's going to work out, right? Like Christopher Morell, like, so we talked to him also yesterday, um, and he's, you know, he talked about it's the, the position he's most comfortable. Um, obviously, most of his minor league, innings a large majority of his minor league innings have come at third base so you know all that time and spring trainings playing third base and, and and even some you know time in the major league he's he hasn't proven he could do it consistently for the cubs right so i don't know I, if <laughs> if i were to bet on it or if there were to be odds you know out, out there at sports books circa sports circa sports book um i don't know that i'd bet that he's going to be the uh, an awesome third baseman right but um i i do like that they're allowing him to go out there and just focus on that. I think it's the right move to see if he can do it. And, and if he can't, obviously they're going to have to pivot and, and figure something out. Brady in the live YouTube chat says, excuse me, <laughs> Bush is the first baseman. That's why they traded Jackson Ferris. Currently on the roster, the way it stands, it's Bush and wisdom platooning. That's, that's the way I see it. Like, mm-hmm. One will play versus righties, the other will play against lefties. That's the way it's most likely. Now, if Bush is spectacular at first base, Barb doesn't believe that's going to happen, meaning defensively. No, it, she just thinks he's some not things. good at all. She thinks he's not good at all. Yes. I know. She, Barb's not a fan of the trade. She's on record as saying that, which she could end up being corrected. Way too long. many times she's on record saying it. Um, but if Bellinger is signed, Bush at first base is no longer a – given because he could easily be your dh especially if morell ends up playing over at third yes um and pete crow armstrong forces his way into play center field pete crow armstrong's not going to play first base but he could play center field so i I, obviously it's fluid and things can move around but i would say if cody bellinger signs bush may play less first base than you think he will yeah well i think opening day going into opening day Bush will most likely be your first baseman with Bellinger out in center if they get that deal done. Because, I, I mean, un, until we start playing games and, you know, we see some of those adjustments that PCA made this winter with Dustin Kelly, I believe that he'll probably start the year in Iowa. And so if that's the case, then I could see Bellinger in center on opening day and Bush at first base. But – when PCA eventually comes back up, which we know he will, mm-hmm. um, after he gets a handful of at-bats in Iowa, then that, yeah, that would push Bellinger to first, move Bush to DH. And, you know, you can play around with that too because Bellinger can play both corner outfield spots as well. So it's not even like you have to put Bellinger at first right away. Um, there's there's enough, you could, you know, if, there's other options there too. You could keep Bush at first and, you know, put Ian Happ, say Suzuki DH one day if you want to get him off the yeah. feet. You know what I mean? Like they're, op- that, I'm, I'm honestly just intensifying even more why signing Bellinger makes so much sense. Anyway. Um, and at first base, it might be Bush or Matt Mervis might say, hold my blue moon. Sure. I, I mean, I'm not done de- yet. It definitely opens I'm up. I'm not that. done yet. Hold my blue moon, baby. <laughs> it definitely opens up that possibility, right? Uh, and, you know, as far as Morell at third base for me, uh, obviously I've been, I've, I've wanted this forever, or I've wanted to at least see him get that full opportunity. And I know in Slack this weekend, Brendan and Ryan were yelling at each other, um, about like, how, how, yelling. How, okay, yelling. you were, you were talking very firmly at each other about, um, you know, how the process the Cubs have taken this. And to me, 
And, and again, this is more of a tinfoil hat theory or, you know, just from what it looks like on the outside. So take this with a grain of salt. I don't know everything. But with the way that the Cubs did have done this process with Christopher Morell at third base over the last two years, a lot of it just doesn't make any sense. So, like, what's changed between last year and now for the Cubs to say, okay, we're going to put Christopher Morell at third. We're going to give him that full opportunity. Where was that last year? You know? Has he been working on on the play this offseason? I hope so. He did. He wasn't exactly stellar in winter ball at third base either. So to me, to sum it up, it's a wait and see thing. Is this like a leverage play for perhaps Matt Chapman still being a possibility? I don't know. I don't know. But like to me, I don't believe it until I actually see it consistently in spring training games or on opening day, man. Because they've been so inconsistent with this whole third base situation, specifically with Christopher Morrell, that I'm not buying into it until they firmly show me that they're going to do it. So um, that said, I hope it is. I, I, it's like To me, for him to get into the lineup and consistently and be in the field every day just increases the value that he can bring to this team. So I would, I'd, I'd rather have him at third base every single day than – Patrick Wisdom and uh, and Nick Madrigal platooning. That's for damn sure. So, again, wait and see. But it's exciting it, on the, it, you know in the grand scheme because I think a lot of fans have been wanting to see this. Well, you you say you'd rather have you'd rather see him out there, right? Which again, we've talked about it, like the best case scenario is he's at least a serviceable defender at third base because of the bat. But it's all going to be on him now. If they're giving him every opportunity to focus on third base the next five, six weeks, however much longer the spring training is, like it's on him to figure it out and, and prove he can be that guy. And so, like when you're talking about the process, the last couple of years, like I, I would only go back to last year. Like they could have done last off season what they did with Madrigal for sure. Uh, they didn't. But I also think you know he, again, he, all the experience he's had at third base through the minor leagues his whole career. Um, didn't prove that he could play there for him. 2022, he comes up, didn't prove he could play there consistently for him. Um, I'm sure, like, whatever offseason work he put in and in spring training, you know, I know once they got to games that year, uh, spring training games, he didn't – I think he played one game at third base in spring training games maybe, a couple games. Um, but I, I, I would think by that point they'd kind of known that their best defensive options were going to be the magical wisdom combination, right? But again, I, I still think they could have, I would agree that they could have let him do what he's doing now. They could have done that a year ago. I don't disagree with that at all. Um, but I, so back to my original point is I think it's all on him. It's all on him to take the opportunity they're giving him now to focus on third base and run with it and prove that he can be that guy. Because if, if he can't, then they, there, there is a point where he has to play to a certain level defensively where it's not a trade-off. Oh my God, this plane is so loud. Where it's not a train off <laughs> if they're putting him out there for his bat and he's not playing well defensively. He has to be playing at a certain level to make it make sense. And that's something that, you know, Craig Council even kind of articulated, not specifically at third base, but like talk in, in talking to him as like he's a guy that can play multiple multiple positions. Well, it's also like you, you have to play to a certain level where it makes sense to put you out there. If you can't, that if it doesn't make sense to put you out there, then the Cubs can't do it. So again, I go back to it's a lot. A lot of it's on morale to show he can be that guy for. I've yeah. noticed that uh, while Ryan was talking, we had three thumbs downs in the live YouTube chat, which I say uh, kudos to you. Power move, but look at this. 
Ah, I dedicate my blue moon to the three losers that took the time <laughs> to give us a thumbs down. Mm. Big of them. Credit to you for... That's a Belgian white right there, here. baby. Smooth. Uh, all right, Ryan, thanks. We appreciate it. We're going to talk about this new team slogan, which uh, you don't need to get involved in because it gets ugly. It gets a little ugly Are and you a sure? little racy. <laughs> no, don't worry. I, I saw some of the Twitter um, discourse yeah. about it earlier, so I, I appreciate you keeping me out of it. Ryan's out of that. All right. Big uh, of us. Look for Ryan. Uh, by the way, he's cranking out stuff on Twitter right now. Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera, correct? There you go. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And on uh, on Instagram because we keep on the gram. We, we've been putting all kinds of crap up on Instagram this last since he's C-H-G-O been. Chgo underscore Cubs on Twitter C-H-G-O too. Chgo underscore Cubs, but Ryan's on there too. Same handle. So uh, we put up a video of Morel hitting this. I don't know. He, he hit something yesterday. Oh, it was a tank. It was a tank. Absolute a loud tank. drive. Yeah, a loud drive so, to the right center field. Yeah. We don't all not all the content that's on Instagram is also on Twitter. That's that's the point. So go follow go follow him there and uh, the Instagram account. Yep, I don't day drink often, but when I do, I do it with Blue Moon. Same. Uh, anyways, thanks Ryan. We'll see you later. See you tomorrow, three thirty live on the show tomorrow again. Uh, Ryan's got some, uh, a bunch of the GMs are going to talk tomorrow. And so he's going to be in Glendale, and hopefully he'll be able to jump on with us right before that happens at the top of the podcast um, tomorrow at 3.30. But, you know, we got it. we're going to talk about the team slogan that came out today. I, I was going to make that the topic of our show even before that came out. I didn't know today was going to be the day. I was just going to say let's throw out some slogans because I've got a few. You were just thinking you were on the same We We were on the same process. wavelength, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll get to it in a second. We're just super excited, if you haven't noticed, that Blue Moon, right? Yeah. Sponsoring all of our coverage from spring training. I'm going to be drinking a lot of this when I get to Arizona this week. Well, you're going to be drinking a lot of it this season. If they sign Bellinger and or J.D. Martinez, the Blue Moon beer bat thing will be sweeping the nation. Sweeping the nation. People would talk about Who's doing it? a Blue Moon beer bat chug with Cody Del Mendo? <laughs> It'll be like a live thing that happens every night. Thousands of diehards yeah, chugging absolutely. their blue moons in happiness. Yeah. By the way, uh, visit bluemoonbrewingcompany.com to find Blue Moon nearest you. I, I just, I like the can too. Yeah. It's a nice design. Are you a bottle or can guy? Uh, you know, I'm probably usually a bottle guy. Yeah, same. But uh, nothing wrong with a can. Yeah, nothing wrong with a can. I, uh, I will say this. Specific, if you're going to uh, have thinking. a cold beer somewhere at a picnic or whatever this coming summer, or maybe somebody's got a boat and that's cool, mm-hmm. a can in a cooler full of ice is a colder beer than a bottle in a cooler of ice, in my opinion. If you really want to go cold and freeze your throat because it's hot outside, mm-hmm. it's the old pop stuff. top. The old pop top. You're cooking, Stuck. Anyways. Uh, hello and welcome and thank you to our friends at Blue Moon. Shout out to Blue Moon. Partying with you all year. Uh, yeah, it's the Belgian style weed ale. Love it. Love it. Uh, who else we got to talk about today? Well, we want to talk about our friends over at Empire. Ooh. Empire today, you get to shop at home convenience, the right product for all your needs. Quick and professional installation, a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get your new flooring. So there's copycats, of course, but they can't keep up with everything that empire does quality service speed 
competitors like to say they have the lowest price. That's because they also have a lot of garbage, you know, options. Empire gets rid of them and just says, these are the free agents you want to sign. This is not a bust. This will be a winner in your house. And then they have what I like to call the virtual floor designer. Snap a picture and see how that new flooring is going to look in your space. For people that have tough times visualizing things, that's the way to do it. If you want to see what new laminate flooring or new vinyl luxury vinyl flooring or new carpet might look like over Wrigley Field, snap a picture. They'll show you. They will. They'll show you. And it helps. Uh, they also pride themselves in servicing their own warranties. If an issue does arise, just call Empire. They service the warranties themselves. You don't have to track down the manufacturer's phone number. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive deal of the day. $350 off. You heard me right. All you have to do is use the promo code CHGO. Four letters, CHGO. It'll get you $350 off. Michael Collada, the godfather here in the, uh, in the live chat, he did it. And they hooked him up. And he's loving it. New flooring in his house. Schedule that free in-home estimate today. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. Unrelated to Blue Moon, uh-huh. uh, Becky in the chat while you're reading the Empire ad asked if me, asked me and you if we say pop or soda, and I say pop. I always say pop. I've never said say soda both. in my life. I've isn't, never, isn't pop both, like a Midwest thing? Isn't that what we do here? Pop is. I've never said, would you like a soda? Yeah, I always say, you want pop? I don't you know want a why. pop. Actually, usually I generally say, do you want a Coke? Mm. But if it's something different, I'll just say, do you want a Coke, a Sprite? Sure. A Blue Moon? Yeah. That's usually my go-to is like, do you want a Blue Moon? And then I don't have to ask about the rest. They just say, yeah, I'll take the Blue Moon. Anyway. Uh, so what did you think about the Cubs' new slogan? We were going to come up with some. We still might in this show. You have to see it. That's their new slogan. What was last year's? I don't even remember. Credit to Sarah for getting the We made fun of last year's. That's so Cub was one, right? <laughs> It's Cub? No, that's Cub. That's Cub? That was one of the worst What ones. was last year's? Next starts here. Next starts here. And the one before that was... Uh, cub together? Cub together. Or no, it's different here. And it's then, different here. And then oh, the that didn't play cub, well for that cub. season because it was a tank job. Yeah, and then uh, Cub together, I believe, was one during the pandemic year, hmm. I think. Well, this year it is. You have to see it. Yeah. For instance, Cody Bellinger walks onto the field at Sloan Park. You have to see it. You have to see it. You have to see it. Cody chugs a blue moon in six seconds. You have to see it. Yeah. I take down Ann Sather's cinnamon rolls, which was evil of you this weekend. You have to see it. In three seconds, you have to see it. That's the slogan they went with. Now, the trick is... Their hashtag, they just put, you have to see it, and they put the letter C because you can't put the Cubs logo. Yeah. <laughs> Looked a little iffy. On first glance, when, uh, listen, for people like me that didn't have their readers on, I was like, you have to what? <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I got, so this, this, I, is the power of, this is the power of the sickos out there. <laughs> this is the power of the diehards right now, our sickos. The CHGO diehards. This is the power of you. In 35 minutes, 
the Cubs changed their hashtag. They did. Boom. They got a hold of it and they were like, uh, I'm just the sickos are after us. Because I think Corey said this in Slack too, but it's like these things, and this is with any advertisement, like these things go through like 20 people, 30 people. Mm. Like how... Yeah, there's way less people working at places now. Now it's one person that goes by them and they're on their lunch break working from home. And it's what well, I'm know, not saying that's what happened, but listen, when I first saw the original hashtag the first time, I looked at it and I was like, like, and you know what I'm like, if you're yeah. watching on YouTube, you know what I mean when I say when I right. look Cody at it. Cody went looking for when readers, I look at it and like, I'm like, is this, did they really put that? Like, what? <laughs> it looks okay with the Cubs logo. Yes. Yeah. No. No. But the I still I, would the just act, spell it, out the word C. Yeah. It's S E E. It it actually is a really clever slogan when with when you use the the logo of the C right, but when you use the hashtag, <laughs> all I can think of is that scene from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. What What did Godfather <laughs> just say? Come and see cheap rickets. I'm I'm sorry. Like. I That's might, his slogan. I might use the original hashtag all season on Twitter. Come and see and it. I'm going to, I might, like every Cubs tweet I send, I'm going to use that hashtag. I feel like I should. I, I, I feel like I, it's part of, it has to be a bit now. I feel like I have to make it a bit. Barb, uh, explain this to Jim Cook. He doesn't understand uh, what's going on here. So if you can, we'd appreciate it. So do you have any other ideas? I mean, we've seen one from The Godfather. What else? I, I said right away, before I knew the Cubs were going with, you have to see it. Okay, trying to get people out to the ballpark. Now, if they had Shohei or if they get Bellinger back and add more, if it's the young players, it, it still could work. The, don't get me wrong. Their slogan could work. I'm not saying most of us are being goofy really making fun of it it's not that big of a deal like it really is who cares it's not that big of a deal but it is hilarious prior to it coming out mine was until they signed bellinger it should be counting on the kids Mm, counting come see the kids come see now that just wouldn't have played well though yeah because you see how people are reacting in our live youtube chat every day i'm surprised waiting for the kids i'm honestly surprised they didn't just run back next starts here Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Again, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, because they did that with "Let's Go" back in the day. "Let's Go" was the was the slogan for like two two straight years. You have to you have to see it works with Morrell walking off the White Sox. Sure, yeah, you have to see it. You have to see it. Uh, I don't know negotiating until oh until yeah we're dead. I don't know. For now, they mm-hmm. might want a te- they might want a 
interim, if you will, slogan until they, <laughs> you have to see it. You might want to hold on that one until opening day. But for right now, counting on the kids, how about belly aching? Yeah, yeah there you go. Belly aching? Belly aching, yeah. I'm laughing because Barb is uh, explaining it to Jim in the chat. <laughs> Godfather, God, come and see the new roof. Hey, Godfather, how about hibernation? <laughs> hibernation? Hibernation Hoyer? Hibernation. Yeah. Still sleeping. A little snoozy still. Oh, gosh. Nobody else has an idea out there? Well, the Godfather's got a lot of them. The C stands for Christopher Morell, says Z there Justin. There you go. <sighs> well, that could be a slogan, too. At least we aren't the Sox. <laughs> God. <laughs> Is that? No, that should not be a slogan. No, because they're insignificant. That, that, I'm just that, saying that for Jim over there. Who's, yeah, I... Yeah. We can come up with something better, though. But he is drinking a blue moon. He is. Credit to him. Um, I, I don't have any other great ones. Uh, I will say this. There were a couple of moves in the last... Like today? Three days? <laughs> 24 hours? Really, today, right? Yeah, these Both the of ones them? that were in notion here. Two moves that I, I think today. it would have been nice if the Cubs had found a way to make one of them work for them. Okay. Brandon Woodruff signs a two-year deal to stay with the Brewers. Not going to pitch this year. Yep. Injured. But he's a great pitcher when he does. And so they're keeping him in the – they're, they're going to pay him to stay there and keep him a little bit more long-term. Liam Hendricks, who we talked about on Thursday, had set a deadline of Thursday or he was going to just keep rehabbing and go show workout for teams come July. Now, he's not going to likely pitch this year either. He's not ruling it out. Most doctors will tell you, probably not going to pitch this year. Tommy John surgery, not Hodgkin's lymphoma before that. Uh, he's, had, he's had a tough stretch, but again, one of the best closers in baseball. The Red Sox signed him for two years, $10 million. Now, I know Tom Ricketts pays $20 million in trying to keep Wrigley together every year, and he pays a lot in taxes. <laughs> Don't make fun of it, man. But not when everyone's on edge right now. <laughs> I, I'd be willing. I know you don't want to go over the tax, but Liam Hendricks for $10 million for two years sounds like a pretty good gamble to me. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, the fact that like Liam Hendricks wanted to stay in Chicago, I believe. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't have had to move. Brandon Woodruff, you know, he has the connection with Craig Council. Those are the two reasons I thought, you know, the Cubs might have been. Interested in that. Um, you know, Brandon Woodruff, if they had signed him, it would have been like Drew Smiley uh, in, in 2019, uh, in which they paid him for a year, and then they ended up trading him, and so he never, and then they ended up bringing him back, yeah. obviously. Um, Liam Hendricks, who knows what would have happened, but it would have been, it would have been, an, it would have been fine, what, two years, $10 million, so you would have paid him $5 million this year? You know, like, and who knows if he comes back from Tommy John and can be your closer in year two, great. But... You know, clearly the Cubs didn't want to do that, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't get it, man. Like Maybe they were involved. We don't know. Maybe they were. Maybe they were, and he just chose but the team he wanted to go to more. Th I don't know. The thing is, is like I'm not even, like, angry or frustrated about it. I'm just, like, I'm just curious to, like, why not? Like, it sounds like such a like, – it would have been just like Bellinger last year. You right. You know what I mean? Like, of course, he w neither one Less, of them would have. It's only 10 mil. Right, it's not like he would have played this year. Maybe Hendricks, but 
Like, what if you get to the postseason and he is ready? Yeah, like I, I don't know, man. It is what it is. It's not going to move move the needle in terms of my hopes for this team, but you get to get them on these type of deals now, then like, you know, maybe maybe you hit gold with them down the road. Yeah, but you know, now we don't even get to see that, so that's what kind of sucks about it. What is Team Sarah? Everybody's on Team Sarah today. Everybody's backing Sarah. She blocked somebody. Well, I, I just I just block? don't understand why there's oh no I just don't understand why there's certain St. Louis fans in the chat. Oh okay yeah, yeah Cardinals because we live rent and utilities. There it is. See, I knew Gary was going to say, "Come see Slaughterhouse." I knew that was. Who's the Cardinals be. fan? I missed him. I want to. Well, you know, you know. It's an inside joke. Oh yeah, it's oh. an inside joke. <laughs> ha nah. Yep, we knew we knew it. I knew we knew Gary was going to get slaughter in there. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, Cody, tell us tell us about your friends at Circa because right now, if you could make a little extra cash, maybe you could send it to Rickett's way, and we could start the GoFundMe to get Bellinger done. I went to freaking Winterland all freaking winter, man. Like I know, else? but now it may be, uh, listen, all you got to do is hit a couple of those big parlays and you can contribute a, to the Bellinger fund. Uh, I've already, I'm not giving them any more of my money for Bellinger, brother. I don't care about your taxes, Tom. Um, what I do care about is getting hot right before the baseball season, and I'm going to do that by betting on a bunch of teenagers and young adults playing college basketball, and I'll be doing that on Circus Sportsbook, guys. Uh, games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circus Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus 115 or minus 120 splits. They keep as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. They encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available, compare the lines from each sports book, see just how much. Circa is better than all the other ones by literally, they encourage you, again, to look at all these other books, and you'll see for yourself why Circa is the best. Uh, There are real people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chatbots. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also, be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. I hope our sales team is on this. I've already been thinking about stuff that we could steal. You have to see it. Walgreens readers. <laughs> right? As I do a read, I could uh, a sponsor our, our could be Walgreens. They sell readers. You've got to see it you to got, read it. I like Mike Dubs's comic. You got you got come and see Cody's parlays. Godfather, come and see us stinks. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey, how about Ray Chevrolet sharing their best offers all month long with their auto show sales event? Make your way to Ray Chevrolet on Route 12 in Fox Lake to join in on the savings. As one of the top-selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories. Plus, you can find the perfect tailgate vehicle at Ray Chevy because they are offering 0% financing for 72 months on new Silverados with over 100 available. And to top it all off, they're pricing over 125 vehicles under 20 grand. Seriously, guys, can you get pricing 
that's more affordable than that? Uh, the answer is no. I know everybody loves the word free, and that's what you're going to get this month at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake, a free oil change. All you need to do is mention the four key letters, CHGO. When scheduling your oil change, start off the new year right and schedule it by February 29th. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. Ray Chevrolet is, as the kids say, the bomb. Do they still say that to the kids? The bomb? No, the kids don't the say bomb? that. They call it like, I feel like. No, you don't. I, I don't hear Joey the says the kids still say it. Maybe I believe they him. Do. I mean, Joey is significantly younger than me, so maybe he does know. They say it, and that's they the bomb. There it is. What is that? That's lit. That's what millennials say. That's millennials say. Dan uh, Emer with you, Cody. I don't see it either unless a lot of guys overproduce. I'm assuming you're behind on the pod. Um. Uh, you know, one thing that, uh, back to the, the the Rickett stuff where he's talking about money, and again, I still believe there's a lot of negotiating going on in his comments. Yeah, if you notice the guy directly behind Tom Ricketts to his left, his left, Tom's left, screen right, mm-hmm. that's Dennis Culleton. That's, that's his PR guy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they've thought out a lot of what's going to be said. It's, don't think Tom Ricketts shows up to Arizona as like, well, got no idea what I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm just going to wing it and let him ask questions. That's not the way it works. Yeah. So there's been some thought put into what he's going to say about it. Um, I still think there's some negotiating. If you're reading between the lines and, and you're right, when you read between the lines, if you're correct about what you think you're seeing and that well, maybe the Cubs are just happy, exactly, take him at his fair word, exactly what he said. He's like, you know, that's right where we need to be, near the tax threshold. Now, they're, at, they're not at the CBT. He's saying they're at it. They're, they're below it. So let's say they get up to the CBT. That's where they want to be. They don't need to be way over because, look, the Diamondbacks did it, and you don't have to do that. You don't have to go crazy to do it. That's where he's comfortable because he thinks that can lead to more consistent playoff appearances. Now, they haven't been there in how many years, Cody? Uh, since 2018, if, okay. you, if, we're, if we're talking about a full 162. Oh, okay, so that's not the consistency we're looking for. No, definitely not. But I do think you're starting to wonder now when you look at it and say, okay, they didn't get Shohei. They, they had the opportunity to show us they were big spenders back in the day with Bryce Harper, who, by the way, now is willing to play first base every day. Mm-hmm. Mm, could use one of those. But now we've had a stretch where we've had Marquee Network for a few years. We were told it was going to be a cash cow. Well, they have that. They open Now up. they have the new streaming is coming in. Yep. They have the sports book. The sports book. Isn't this all supposed to be the revenue that Tom was talking? Like, yeah. This is what we were told. These things, our own, our own network by ourselves would bring us all of this revenue to do everything we want to do. Yeah. The sports book will bring us all the revenue we want to do. Yeah. So far, I don't know if I buy that. Or, or those things aren't bringing as much money as they thought they were going to. Well, listen. I don't know, I, I don't know what the answer is on that, but the, I think listen, it's fair to connect the dots. It's fair to connect the dots. I'll say this. To be more fair, it's not like the Cubs haven't spent in recent off seasons. They, they still – They almost they, – they gave Swanson $177 million. They've – you know, 
they paid Bellinger, what, $17.5 million the year before, and everyone, many, many people hated that deal. Um, you know, Tyone's on a four-year, $60-plus million deal. I know that's not, you know, the to, to bring it around, they haven't spent at the top of the free agent market, right? They haven't spent at the top tier. They, they, Otani, after everything that came out, were the Cubs, like the, I think the Cubs were serious. And they, they said that they, were, they tried to he get wasn't. him at Cubs convention, but he wasn't. It takes two to tango. And in that instance, it's, I can't blame the Cubs for that. Also, many people in this YouTube chat who, complain, who are complaining about the money right now, also, even they even said that giving Otani $700 million, $700 million isn't a good idea. So I, with him, it's kind of like a, you know, an outlier. It's one of those like a, a generational unicorn, $700 million. When's the next player that's going to get something like that again? I don't know. Yamamoto, you had a chance. He ended up getting 12 years. I don't think it's the money that had to yeah. do with that. I think that's the years. A guy who's never pitched in Major League Baseball. I don't care how many videos the Dodgers are going to tweet of him this spring and people get all excited about them. Again, you still haven't seen this guy pitch in Major League Baseball yet. If he turns out to be great, we can sit here and criticize it then. Um, and then after that, it's the guys who are still on the market. They could have traded for Juan Soto. If there, if there's anything that I'm, I'm a little frustrated about is that they didn't, they weren't real, real like serious about trading for Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. Even though trading for Juan Soto probably would have cost you Christopher Morel. Maybe not. I don't know the. <laughs> The, uh, what do you call it? The Padres end up getting like six prospects from from the Yankees, mm. and they're still going to go through this whole thing with Soto, at, you know, in a walk year, or are they going to pay him or not? I'm just going through this yeah. offseason in general. Like, the grand scheme, Yamamoto's probably the only real free agent at this point that they didn't get that, like, I think you can probably sit here and argue back and forth on, like, why they weren't there. Now, if they get Bellinger, will we will we walk back some of our criticism and our complaining? Probably we should. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like Montgomery and Chapman have been linked to the Cubs all all winter. I, I great, awesome. I don't I don't know, but all I'm saying, we're going back to 2018 when they didn't sign Bryce Harper, is that they just haven't spent at the top of the market. They've spent money but they haven't spent at the top of the market. They haven't spent money on a guy who's going to change your franchise in a, in a, in a big way. That's, that's my big thing. If, if, if you want me to sit here and complain about how the Cubs have spent money over the last handful of years and you know, like that's, that is what it is outside of Swanson in which, you know, he's turned into a really like everyone's called it a consolation prize. He's been better than the other three. That's right. So I mean I I don't I don't know what to really complain about, I in terms of how the Cubs have spent since you know the trade deadline of twenty twenty one. Now some of the moves that they made, like trading you Darvish, like that was a signal that they were probably revamping this organization completely. Um, I was hoping that it we're was, past that though. Yeah, we're way past that. But what I'm saying is, is that when they traded him, I was hoping that they would have used that money they saved from from. Uh, from his contract on, you know, someone else on a shorter deal. Like, I was always high on Taiwan Walker back then. They didn't do that. They signed Jake Arietta, who was washed, didn't even make it through the entire year, like $7.5 million, and they trade everyone at the deadline. Um, they got a bunch of prospects who were all kind of high on, uh, but they technically have not done anything to impact this team yet. We're waiting still. They have to, they have to get the chance to play and then prove if, the, if those moves were right. 
there's a lot of upside with them, right? But yeah, I mean, it, they're just, I say this all the time. Like, I think Jed, he's made great moves in terms of setting up the organization in a good spot, but he lacks the bold move. He lacks the big, bold move, man. Like, I just feel like this was the offseason to do it, and he hasn't done it. Whether And it doesn't even really have to be with spending money. It has everything to do with just making a creative trade, even. Big splash. Yeah, just something. Can't you have one big that, splash every offseason? It doesn't have to be Otani to be a big right. splash. I just, like, that, to me, it's not even about necessarily Bellinger. It's about the fact that they had, they have all this prospect capital, and that we're just hoarding them all. Like, where is Alexander Canario going to play on this team, man? Okay, if Morel plays third, great. I guess you can DH Canario. Maybe that opens up a spot for him. But don't you want more, like, veteran experience on this team, too? You can't just go with all young guys. Alexander Canario hasn't proved anything. J.D. Martinez makes some sense now. If they, if they actually go with Morel at third, J.D. Martinez makes some sense. I, I'm just, I'm at a loss. But you of, still need left-handed guys. That too, yeah, that. I, I get that. I'm just, I'm, I'm going through all these different scenarios and I'm kind of out of order now. But I'm, what my point is, though, is that my biggest frustration from this entire offseason to this point is that there just hasn't been a creative, anything creative. We haven't, we haven't seen a bold move at all. Like, this was the offseason to do it, man. I wish that I could get excited about a lot of the young guys we're going to see this year. And I probably would have if it would have been last season because I, I would have been able to, been, to be okay with that. But you won 83 games last year, and you should have won 90 because you entered September with, 90, with a 90-win projection. And you, you fell apart. You lost a series in Colorado. You got swept by the Diamondbacks. You lost a series to the Pirates. You get swept by the Braves. And you enter an offseason. You make this big move getting Craig Council, and then – we what we sign Imanaga, great, cool. You make a trade for Bush and Almonte. All right, there's a lot of upside there, but like, where where is the big move, man? Like, where is where is the bold trade? Where where just something that puts this team ahead of everyone else in this division? That that to me, right that's now, the biggest right now. It's the manager, Cody. Yeah, and that's I, right. I saw I just saw in the chat, and they're not wrong. Uh, Brett says council being the bold move is embarrassing. Yeah. It is their it biggest is. move of the offseason. There's no question. It is. And I remember when we talked about yes. Council, when he signed or was hired or whatever, and, and we said that if we get to the end of the offseason and Council is the biggest move of the offseason. It's a problem. That's a problem, brother. That's a problem. Like, I want to root for Jed. I want to I root for him and Carter to get us back into the golden era, but like, or into golden era point 2.0, whatever you want to call it. Like, back to relevancy, being what we were in the 2010s, the back half of the 2010s. I want to get back, and I want to root for Jed to get us there. But, like, he just, he lacks the the bold move or the, the big signing that is getting us there, man. Like, all I'm saying is if Bellinger isn't here on opening day, and he's with someone else, and you didn't sign Montgomery or Chapman or whatever... And I have to really talk myself into 87 wins or something with the guys that we got. And if they do it, I'll give them all the credit. But at the same time, if I'm not going to believe in it truly. It's going to be a lot of like, all right, youth movement, let's go. Let's see what these guys got. And if they, again, if they do it, I'll give credit where credit is due. But there is no reason that we should believe in this front office, man, if they miss the playoffs in 2024. Well, then we got problems. And I'm telling you, if they don't make the playoffs in 2024, you will have lost anyone who had believed 
and Jed and given him the, and, and believed in the vision that he basically spewed to us three years ago. You would have lost everyone, and then everyone's going to be out on you. I, it's, just, it's just a fact of the matter, man. I have been patient. I have been patient. Many people have been patient. This offseason has just been so frustrating and annoying. And the thing is that makes it even more annoying is that tomorrow I could wake up and Bellinger is signed and I take back a lot of what I just said. But that's okay. That's but, why I'm not putting out my prediction for wins yet. Well, I'm not either. We can't. This, this offseason is incomplete. It's we hope, incomplete. We hope it is. Right. Until those guys are off the market, it's incomplete. I, so many people have asked me, if you know what would I grade the Cubs offseason? I can't give you a grade no. right now, man. I can't. Incomplete. That's what it is. <laughs> and, and we're not the, like we're not the only ones saying it. The chat is saying it. The players said it at Cubs convention. Albert mm. Alzali said we need more guys. We need a Dance few more guys. Literally said we need to resign Belly. <laughs> it's, it's. I just don't understand the 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 process going on with the front office this this winter, man. I, again, the previous two years it. To me, it made uh, it at least made some sense because you were trying to rebuild your farm system. You were trying to internally make it more healthy, and you did. You're now among many um, among many outlets as ranked as the top two, top three farm system in all of baseball. Okay, great. And you won 83 games in a year that you weren't even supposed to be in playoff contention. So where's where's the where's the the next the next step to to get you? consistently back to the playoffs man like that that's that's how I view it like this should have been an offseason of some of something more I just feel empty about it and I I hate it because I want to be excited about a lot of the young guys and seeing Nico Horner perhaps take a step into being an all-star or Justice Steele you know continue to be who he is and all these other dudes that are already on the roster I want to be excited about them man but like on paper this team just doesn't have it doesn't have it to go to the to go to October, in my opinion, man. Not right now. And and if I'm wrong, then I will give them all the credit. But it's hard to believe in it right now, man. Well said. Yeah, but there's still time. And tonight, you but know what'll make you feel couple better? Of couple of blue moons. CHGO Cup Spring Training coverage brought to you by Blue Moon. Visit bluemoonbrewingcompany.com to find the blue moon nearest you. We got a new sponsor, and we're excited. We'll continue this conversation again tomorrow live at 3.30. That's where you can find the CHGO Cubs podcast right here. So make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page so you don't miss any episodes. Make sure you sign up to be a diehard. Sign up for uh, Ryan's newsletter. That's free. And uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow live 3.30. Until then, thanks for watching and fly the W. Silly like the mayor.